0: Safe drivers save up to 20% with insurance. Get a quote at AAA.com slash insurance.
1: It's Footmas, and it's controversial. Of course it is. And there's plenty more besides, because Team of the Year has sort of arrived. But we're not just covering the big ticket items, of course. We've got plenty more as well, including a shift in approach to our teams and the market and the importance of camera settings. I'm your host, Ben, and you're listening to the Foot Weekly Podcast, brought to you by Foothead and our patrons. Hello and welcome to week thirteen of the Foot Weekly Podcast. I'm here with regular guest, Matt for Trading. Matt, how are we? I'm very well, Ben. It's already 13 weeks. That's that's yeah, impressive. No, it's it's gone quickly. And actually, you know, it has been that many weeks, but we haven't had this next guest on enough over that period. It's TV's
2: Ian Sterling. Hello. Everyone, I apologise, I've been a busy boy Mainly (laughs) streaming FIFA
1: Mainly streaming and accidentally leaving your stream
2: running I left my stream running last night (laughs) I am a professional streamer I didn't realise that after you raid somebody The stream still carries on
1: uh, which doesn't quite make sense, does it? Because you're never going to carry on streaming, right, if you raise it? No,
2: yes, well I did carry on streaming through the medium of having a private conversation with my girlfriend on the phone But I think I think it was alright, we didn't really talk about anything of any worth really It was too early in the morning, <laughs> so we're all good I live to fight another day and it's a, it's a genuine pleasure to be back on the pod An exciting time of the year
1: Yeah, it's Christmas and uh, something that we're going to get into Straight away, you can tell. You can tell you're the host of various shows with that link there.
2: Yeah, I'm very, I'm very um, knowledgeable. So Footmas, it's uh, been a uh,
1: what will be the word controversial start to the promo. I think we'll start with the positive. The objectives seem like pretty good as far as objective players go. We have started with Gabamin, I think it is, and he's still available, and so is Thiago Mendes at time of recording. Gabamin looks really quite good as a defensive midfielder. He's very quick. He's got um, really good defensive stats for Shadow. He's strong. He looks like a good option. Thiago Mendes is pretty similar, but really well-rounded, good Brazilian, and in League 1 as well. So quite nice if you're doing your first-owner team. There aren't very many great League 1 players that you're likely to have first-owner, so he's a good option to pick up if you can. What do you think about the objective tasks that you have to complete for those, Matt? Would you say they're fair?
3: Yeah, I think the objectives have been... The best part of the promo so far, as you've said, mm. Um, you know, the objectives are relatively fair. They're not too difficult to complete. And there are a few sort of rivals objectives in there, but, you know, we just sort of got to got to accept that's the mode that EA like to force us down for completing these objectives. But I think the objective cards have been the best cards we've actually seen from the promotion. The SBCs have been a little bit overpriced, Um not, not entirely the most uh, meta players. So yeah, objectives are the sort of saving grace so far. And in what are your thoughts on the players that we've had for SBCs?
1: Have you completed any? Have you done? I've it?
2: not completed any again, just because I'm sort of I feel like I'm a bit on borrowed on borrowed time. So I'm sort of things like the icon swaps and stuff like that will, will take the time I do have, or playing foot champs. So mm, which yeah, I yeah. do sometimes. I do think why am I wasting my time on that? But, not <laughs> good. but uh, I've not done them, But I do think they're good. Also. I think with the, I've had a real feeling this year with some of the um, sort of like requirements for for certain players. It's like no one seems to have the option of like, you know, you can just not do them. As in, like, <laughs> if something has really high requirements, or if it's in division rivals and you're too high division or whatever, you're like, I'll not do them then. Like, if you mm. if you've got an eighty-three rated right med and you're in Division One, chances are you probably don't need it.
1: Mm. I do think there is a certain lack of what's the word? It's almost empathy, like understanding that. These cards aren't for everyone and yeah. they can't mm. make every card for everyone. Yeah, because if they did then what's the point? Because yeah, I'm not like so, like Someone
2: languishing in like Division Eight who plays like an hour and a half a week isn't looking at that messy SBC going, Well how am I meant to be able to afford that? But mm. there's no odds oh, for someone that doesn't have a girlfriend. You know, it's it's obvious. <laughs> but yeah, so I think sometimes with these things, it's a bit of added content. If you can do it you can do it. If you can't, great. Sometimes, mm. they, but then the actual SBCs themselves, I think, have been a bit of a letdown. Because I've, I used, to, I've always, every year, I've got like one or two football cards that I've like really enjoyed using. And mm. this year, there doesn't seem to be that same sort of, you know, drive yeah. to do the to do them really. To do, to you actually the mentioned
1: the messy SBC. That not know, we might as well just quickly mention that because we did speculate about what might be in that messy SBC on last week's pod. Matt, do you think that they did a decent job there? Like the price is what two million, just over yeah, two million. Yeah, around about 2 million. And it didn't require anything apart from a lot of sort of expensive squads, right? Nothing particularly special apart from that.
3: Yeah, it was a pretty sort of standard high-end SBC. Um, I think a lot of people were saying, "Oh, it'd be really good if he's priced sort of around one point five mil." I, I, you know, I said, you know, two mil plus is sort of where I'd expect it to be, and you know, it's. It's a good card. Like it's, it's messy, obviously, but two million coins untradeable. You know, you've got Team of the Year coming out in, you know, less than a month. I'd say now, um, would I want to be putting two million coins into an untradeable messy when you know this? The Team of the Year is going to come out and push the other messy cars down a little bit. So, uh, I don't know. It's. It's a different one for FIFA. We've never had a a Messi or Ronaldo SBC, so it was always going to be an expensive one. But I think at this time of the year, I can't really justify spending that many coins on it. It's unlikely anyone's going to have the untradables
1: to make that significantly cheaper, isn't Mm. it? Uh, I would have thought. And so, you know, spending that much, sinking that many coins into an SBC is, as you say, not really recommended at this stage, especially when you can buy the team of the group stage for pretty much the same price. So you might as well just do that. But yeah, l- let's talk about the Footmas SBCs then. As we said, a lot of negativity. I mean, big YouTubers questioning their entire career choices because <laughs> of the price of one SBC, which, <laughs> fair enough, if it's they wanted to. Funny. Then uh, I love six. Uh, but there was one which was particularly, what's the word, egregious, should we say? Luke, Luke Bacayo. Let's call him Dodi, because that's yeah. his first name. way easier for me to say. Um He's a Belgian striker in the Bundesliga plays for Hertha four star four star six foot two so he's got a bit going for him but apart from that you know I mean if you look at his sort of in-game rating you can actually see that he's not an especially outstanding player you know you can get up to an 88 rated card but he was going for 160,000 was the the cost of the SBC I mean you compare that to there are so many players that you can buy off the market so I'm not quite sure what they were thinking I think a lot of people thought it might have been a mistake man
3: yeah I mean I've I've been one of the guys on Twitter that have been you know I haven't held my punches in any way these these SBCs are, are quite quite poor really I think you think back to you know old FUTMUS promotions and you get sort of overpriced SBCs but the cards would be you know decent upgrades or you know there'd be interesting position changes those kinds of things but this year we're seeing not overly meta players being released like we're getting a a Douglas Costa with 65 finishing we're seeing a you know Fakir coming out for 200k that's only got I think 40 extra stats than his 25k tradable inform card the the whole point of the promotion should be releasing decent players not you know top end cards you know I'm not expecting you know Kevin De Bruyne's or you know Ronaldo's Messi's to be released for 20k but Release decent cards, you know, make them 30 to 100k, you know, and allow the community to to get them for for nice and cheap. But what they're doing is they're just releasing, you know, players like uh, Luca Bacchio, who's no better than a, a gold Timo Werner. Who's 3k? They're releasing cards like that for 140. It just doesn't seem very Christmassy from EA, eh? I don't think.
2: Yeah, or Fakir, who you can get his Inform for like nothing. Yeah, exactly. And his 180k 180k. And
1: 25k M- you can buy his Inform, which is a right mid, not a camp. But still, I mean, you, but, there's I mean, no like, way you can justify that contrast What happened
2: to. Remember, do you remember Terrera yeah, last yeah, year? Yeah. What a great, great card maybe, that well. was.
1: Yeah. I should just point out there's been a couple of decent ones. So Witzel was okay value it was like 50k or something It's not terrible well he's, he's not that quick but apart from that he's an outstanding card also on that day you had moses simon who was quite a nice card is a little bit pricey for a sort of league on the left mid who's 84 rated but actually if you look into his in-game stats 50k for that kind of player isn't too bad he's got four star skills five star weak foot uh, i've been actually using him as a super sub and he's been pretty good he's got that kind of low center of gravity a really really tricky player to come up against he's five foot six and uh kind of evidence that you don't need big players up front actually he was really really good for me and I brought him on in the weekend league but the the point is with that it's a decent option if you're building your league on side out or you're wanting a super sub but the one that I've actually found pretty good is uh that Malqui card um he's actually although expensive you know he's like 120k or something he actually, if you compare him to someone like Piszczek, who came out earlier this year, he was like 150k. It's actually not bad value for the best French right-back and the best Serie A right-back, apart from that Daniel O card, which obviously you have to get to level 30 to get. So I think he's actually a, a really good one for people to complete, even though he's a bit pricey.
2: And he'll be kicking it, because I remember, was it Krasawa a couple of FIFAs ago, had that left-back left, left fuckmas card mm. that I used pretty much the team of the season, so seems like the sort of guy you'll keep for a long time.
1: I mean, people won't be able to complete him when this podcast comes <laughs> out. So. Can you complete him uh, yeah. now? Yeah. No, I think he's just expired, hasn't he? Yeah. So it's always a weird one with Footmas, they disappear so quickly. I wonder whether partly kind of they can take advantage of people because it's such a short window. People have that kind of fear of missing out, right, Matt? So if it's out for 24 hours, then they're more likely to pay more because they... Really don't have the time to think. Whereas normally, if it's out for a month, like player of the month, people are going to be pretty selective about it. And the amount of times where I've thought, oh, I might complete that SBC, and because it's out for a month, I just don't bother by the end. So I think that has got to be a factor. But is there any kind of market control reason why they're overpricing these SBCs so significantly? Because Dodie is just, I mean, outrageously overpriced i mean i don't think it's a mistake but it was out over the weekend so there's a chance they wouldn't have been able to pull it if it was a mistake but because of the other sbcs we've had like fakir it does suggest that they're being overpriced and why would they do that is there a reason
3: the only thing i can think is you know maybe they're not wanting to release these sort of low ends sort of 83 and 84 requirements just in case people are you know heavily invested in them you know i think yeah you know at this stage that People love their, their eighty three and eighty four mass investing. So maybe they're not willing to throw in good SBCs for cheap because they might be making people coins and every Friday now and we're we're getting market crashes, they're releasing the same cards pretty much with the you know, the same sort of upgrades. Like I think in the last hmm. three, four weeks we've had an inform messy impacts we've had a team of the group stage we've had a player of the month now we've had the new team of the year nominee cards we're just mm. getting the same cards over and over and over again and you know if people buy i don't know like a, a team of the group stage mbappe for example they see that he's the the best new mbappe card they come on uh, they log on the next friday and they see oh he's now got a another blue card that's 90 rated he looks even better you know, aesthetically, and I think it's it's quite a a sneaky move from EA this year. There's there's definitely a lot more market control than we've ever seen before. And, you know, if people are constantly losing coins and seeing their club devalued, all that hard work in, in sort of making coins and, you know, completing fuck well, for, for rewards, it's... I'm it a fairly casual a
2: player now. I mean, I've got to spend a bit on FIFA points because of, like, because I stream, so I probably do it for content... But like, yeah, big, huge baller. Um, As was nearly apparent on the stream But luckily (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, But like The thing you've got to think about is You work really hard So like it is sort of disheartening Like I always I wanted that Kenny Dalglish That middle Kenny Dalglish I've wanted it since the start of FIFA Mm. He was going for about 2.3 million I managed to get him on bid for like 2.1 I was really proud of myself Then about five days later Someone mentioned that primes are going to go out um, The primes are going to come into packs And now he's worth 1.8 And I've lost 300k in a week Mm. For a player that I've been trying to save up for All FIFA Which is obviously relatively disheartening And yeah. it is that thing of like The meta just shifts ever so much Ever so slightly much With these new players coming to the game You've got the most meta player to like Not the most meta And then the most meta player just goes mad in value Because the amount of coins in this game this year it Feels like it's like it's mad mm. But the one thing I said It almost makes me think Some of these like higher tier players um, like SBCs that I'd sort of convinced myself not to do I wish I'd done because if you take like I've got like a baby lip this middle Dalgleish that I sort of bought for my weekend league team a couple of weeks ago I've probably lost about 500k on them mm. I could have done like Lemon Dowsky or SBC or something I have a cool looking card in my club now mm. so there's, there's, <laughs> yeah. there's more argument for doing those SBCs now because players are value are all over the place so you might as well try and get someone that you're going to like try and put in your squad and keep for foreseeable.
1: It's actually quite interesting because a lot of patrons have mentioned to me that they like doing SBCs because they don't have to worry about losing coins on the play, which is an interesting perspective because personally I don't really care so much for that because, for example, Neymar, I bought him for 860k he's now like under 700, maybe about 700. So my Neymar's gone down like 100 and something K but so has Mbappe if I wanted to buy Mbappe do you know what I mean? So it doesn't actually affect things that much and also it means that when I get my 50k from foot jams, it actually is worth more in relative terms so if you think about it like that it may be a disadvantage if you're trying to trade i guess because the things you're holding are constantly dropping in value but if you're just a regular player i don't see how it would be a bad thing i guess maybe psychologically it feels frustrating but i guess i just think that if you want to play the game and have fun and it really helps if you stop thinking about how many coins you're losing. I think mm-hmm. I need to
2: do. I think I need to do that more. I've definitely done it this year. Like my team this year, I've got like basically no coins left going into fuck mess, but a team I really enjoy using. And every mm. year I've always thought because I watch a lot of people who do Road to Glories, even though I don't necessarily do one myself. Yeah. And it makes me think oh, I need to like sell on this Sunday, buy back. Yeah. On, oh, sorry, buy on this Sunday sell on the front yada 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 and all what happens is by the end of FIFA I end up with a couple of like SBC players that I really enjoyed using all year and a load mm. of money like a, a big chunk of change in the FIFA coins and then and then I get a new then I go to the next FIFA and I'm like I should have used all mm-hmm. that money and maybe I should just keep this King this King Kenny like up when Kenny Elk was announced in the game I was so excited so now I've got him and I do enjoy using them so I might as well just use them rather yeah. than constantly looking at what, how much he's worth and being like oh, bloody hell
1: it's, it's also that thing of like people will message being like, oh, I just packed this player. Should I sell him? Well, I was like, well, yeah, if, if you want to use another player, then sell him and buy that player straight away because you're not going to lose any coins or gain any coins if you sell him and buy another player. If you sell him now and then you wait a week or something, then prices may have dropped and you might be at an advantage. But also, you're spending a week not playing with the players. So you might as well just sell the player, buy the player you want to buy, and use them for a week. It's funny, because I used to be quite sympathetic to this, but I've just kind of realised over time that it was actually inhibiting my enjoyment of the game, really, mm. because the constant thinking about, all oh, like this is might be coming, and my players might go down, let me sell my team. And, and actually, there was an argument for a bit that this was a good idea, because the market was fairly predictable and the crashes were fairly consistent but now you know they're constantly introducing new promos and things are quite topsy-turvy so there are a few things you can do like we talked about baby icons and things like that but in terms of actually selling your whole team i'm just not sure it's worth the lost enjoyment now really i should say that there's a good argument for using a fun team of players that aren't high value that's totally fine if you've got some untradables you want to use all that kind of stuff but like for me, I enjoy using Neymar so much and Ibrahimovic actually. And that's like, what, 800k of value that I could sell. Maybe they're significantly by team of the year. But I enjoy playing with them. And if I didn't have them, I probably wouldn't enjoy playing weekend league. So therefore I'm keeping them. And I think I would recommend people do that. But I'd also recommend the other thing is because people have been talking recently about burnout and things because we are definitely reaching that stage in the game and with footments being a little bit disappointing for a lot of people I think it's a, a good time to discuss that kind of thing but what I like to do and I feel like Ian you're a bit like this as well you know rotate some of the positions in your team bring in new players yeah. and, things, and it keeps things fresh mm. right?
2: Yeah absolutely I think I, pa- I managed to pack Mbappe for the first time so he's That's- sort of he's sort of taking the prime striker role but yeah I love putting like uh, I'm really tempted for example to do that uh, Pirlo just because I think it would be fun to have a midfielder with five star skills just to mess around with And people Pirlo's
1: actually a really fun player to use Yeah I got him in the draft
2: a couple of times he's really fun but again that's because I'm like why not and I'm going to be honest Mm. with myself I normally get gold three gold two and foot chaps and maybe if if I had like a 50 million coin team I'd do better but I'm not gonna get like baby Rutila and then like get elite. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I might as well mm-hmm. have someone that's a bit like a bit of fun. And definitely, there's that thing where I have certainly lessened my enjoyment of this game because I've been so worried about having coins in my club for certain promos or a player going down in price. And then I always panic sell them, and then always that's when they're at the lowest, and they rebound. You know, oh, f- I just wasted a hundred thousand pound, hundred thousand coins on. Uh, Van Dyke because I sold him because he was going down and he rebounded in price because I didn't form Andy Robertson came up and that gets a link to Van Dyke. I'm like oh this is I just want to do La Croqueta in midfield for no reason (laughs) do you know what I mean that's that's what FIFA's about really for me anyway so I need to hold on to that
1: I, I totally agree I think there needs to be an element of well I'm playing this game because I enjoy playing the game hey there might be people listening who The thing they enjoy most is the menus and i totally respect that if that's the case but if you play fifa because you enjoy playing the game and it doesn't have the flaws that it's had in terms of exploitable mechanics i've been able to get the best results that i've had of any fifa in weekend league this year, this is going to sound a bit smug, but I think that might be partly because I'm not, I've am not i never been very good at exploiting mechanics. So if I'm just playing the game, um, I'm at an advantage. But I do think the game is much better than last year, to be honest.
2: I think it's great. I think it's really good, yeah.
1: Delay is a huge problem. Like I can't deny that. And I think a lot of people get frustrated because of that. I think that is a big thing. What I've had to be stricter on myself about is just when the gameplay isn't good, just not playing. But I suppose a lot of people won't have that luxury of being able to say, Oh, I'm not going to play now. So, if, for example, you're selfie, and I'm sure when you play the game, you can't duck out of it because you know this is your one opportunity yeah. to play the game. No, exactly. That day, yeah. So,
2: but I, do you know if you want to stop um delay, especially in foot champs? Do you know what I recommend? Wi Fi connection. <laughs> I use it never get to oh, yeah tabs. and
1: actually we talked about this a few weeks ago when we talked about networking it's possible that there is some kind of lag compensation aspect so therefore if you always play on a sort of worse co- connection then theoretically at least you're going to be stable in your slightly worse connection when I used to a you know, couple of years
2: ago when I used Wi-Fi connection I'd get a lot on a really bad day because I used to live in a little house a little house is like attached to someone's main house as another sort of like an annex Your apartment yeah. annex yeah that's thank you very much so the Wi-Fi was in their house So you can imagine the Wi-Fi connection mm. And then um, speed up lag I'd have weeks on f- playing foot jams Back in the days of 40 games a week How any of us managed it <laughs> No idea That's crazy um, Well I was single It's probably the main reason But anyway <laughs> Speed up lag was mad I would go I, I once And I recorded it It's on my old phone I'll need to see if I can get the clip for you Went 2-0 down And didn't Just And watched the whole thing And fast forward Basically <laughs> It was mad. It was mad. Like my, it's, and it was my connection was terrible. Yeah. I've still got a, a, a Wi, wi- Fi connection in my, my new place. It's a much better internet, but still Wi Fi. Okay, I never get any. Honestly, I've not had any problems on Fudge Apps. Oh, I,
1: I just can't recommend people do that. Like having used Wi Fi before and never used Ethernet before. It's just even though it might feel like the the connection is more stable, possibly if there is some kind of lag compensation aspect. Like if you want that proper like smooth, like feels like offline gameplay matt back me up here because i feel like I'm, i i, I'm I can't just... comment
3: i use i use ethernet and i'm yeah 85 percent of games it will feel like you know what you, what you say ben you know i feel good it'll feel it'll feel decent and then you get those you know you know two or three games in weekend league where you know it's two second button delay and I, even with i think i don't know i've got probably 80 meg download whatever it is and it'll feel like i've got two second button delay i can't turn everything's it's like I'm watching it in slow motion. I I, hmm. I don't understand it. There's actually quite an interesting tip
1: that someone brought up in the Discord, which I've tried and it didn't make a huge difference for me, but it maybe improved things slightly. But some people have said that it has really made a difference for them. So if you go into your, yeah, your account settings within FIFA and then change your matchmaking so it's not location specific, people have had an improvement in their gameplay connection experience by doing that. I think the theory is that it then stops connecting you to people based on location, and maybe focuses more on your actual connection. Maybe the ping being the same rather than the location being close to each other. Which I like the theory behind it. It sounds like it makes sense, and some people have said that they've seen an improvement. So if people are having problems, then that's definitely something you could try. I'm still getting probably the really the same percentage of games that feel sluggish. So can't say that it's going to make a massive difference but it's definitely worth a go and uh yeah nice little tip so go into settings sort of your ea account settings within the sort of main fifa menus and then there's something about matchmaking location matchmaking and you go in there but i'm sure you can google it if you want more information on how to find it but yeah we should probably move on to talking about team of the year we've we've gone off on a tangent but we were talking about content before but let's take an early break and we'll be back in just a second if you get to the end of this podcast and realize you haven't had enough put weekly podcast action or well, there is the extra time podcast where we get into a few weekend league tips and if you want
2: legendary service
0: if you, you want,
2: want sweeter discounts, discounts try bundling with insurance <laughs> see what's all about
0: switch to insurance get a quote and save by bundling auto and home
1: with insurance discuss how rivals maybe isn't quite working this year and i break down and give my recommendations on the anarchy williams and cavani footmas SBCs, as well as that road to the final diego carlos which looks very interesting and is up for quite a few more days as well you can get that and all Foot weekly bonus podcast content early and ad free through the very simple creator supporting platform that is Patreon. just three dollars a month get all of that and listen in the knowledge that you are supporting the podcast, keeping it going. If you'd like to do that, go to bit.ly slash more pod. That's bit.ly slash more pod. Right, let's get into the second half. Matt, the team of the year, it's a bit different this year, actually.
3: Uh, It's more of an official vote this year. I think last year, you know, we had all the the various FIFA sites uh, doing sort of fan votes for their own Uh, sites for them to put into ea whereas this year it's it's an official ea vote that we're all going to be able to uh go and complete so there's a lot of predictions going around of what people would like to see you know a lot of people voting based on real world football a lot of people voting based purely on who they'd like to see in fifa but yeah i think the vote finishes i think friday the 20th is it something
2: like that it'll be revealed on january the 6th is it january 6th oh
3: okay but yeah, I think the the big thing has been the, the Team of the Year nominee cards. I think that's been the, the most interesting yeah, thing in this they year. They actually
1: put the Team of the Year nominees into packs as plus one upgrades, right?
2: But the cards are so sexy. They are. Man. Yeah. the, <laughs> oh the, the, the my card God. Is it's so it's, annoying. It's, <laughs> really it's nice. the best card design they've ever done. And I'm, I'm not just saying that. It's no, so good. It's really
3: nice. is, I it's hate really good. myself because I look at them and I think they are so pointless they are basically like Ian says they're just they're just sexy looking cards oh no so it, good it, it's so stupid when you see a, a massive community like the FIFA community, most of which are you know grown men going, oh yes, these cars, they're so sexy looking. Like we, <laughs> it does, it does make you question your life choices a little bit. But you can't, but, you can't deny they just they do look good, and they, I've so they really, decided yeah. to get a couple of them in my team purely just for the aesthetic value, nothing more than that. Do you
1: think someone? it made me think with these card designs. Do you think at some point the designer who designs the cards has designed a card for another promo and they've gone oof. It's a bit bit too sexy that. It's going to be better than team of the year. Team of the year has to be the sexiest card of the year. Yeah, I'm looking forward uh, to team possibly. of
2: the year now with the state of these ones.
1: Yeah, cuz also these 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 don't even have the nice little design on the top, you know, cuz the shape of the card. So this is getting into boring technical design detail now, but the the shape of the card is so that it doesn't have the peak on top. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because it's it's almost like a, a gold rare card design. Presumably they're going to have some... You know how they come out of their sort of area? If yeah. You know what I mean now? They're going to be like coming out of the sides of the card, little design and stuff. So it's going to be pretty interesting to see what the full card looks like. But yeah, so they put them all into packs. Matt, this has obviously done some things with the market again. Um, people opening a lot of packs on Friday.
3: Yeah. And I think... This comes back to the, the sort of big issue that I think a lot of people have with with what EA are doing. They're, they're just releasing the same cards pretty much every single week now. I said earlier, you know, Lionel Messi, he's had four different cards, I think, in the last three weeks alone. You know, Mbappe had an inform. You know, he's had this team of the group stage. Now he's got another uh, card in the team of the year nominee. It's just... They're releasing the same cards in such a short space of time, and it's it's kind of making people think, you know, oh this is the the great new, like, I don't know, Sadio Mane card, like, oh, I should really go out and get that. And then they come back a week later, and there's a brand new version out with a better card design, with roughly the same stats, and it's causing the the price of the card that they've just previously bought. To plummet in value because everyone goes out and sells to get this this shiny new card. And mm. I think that's you know, it's it's really sort of rubbed people up the wrong way because you know people are, you know, losing coins on their teams pretty much every single week now, with all these new cards mm. being released, or well, the same cards being released if you like. And you know, I think people again are a little bit a little bit worn out, maybe a little bit fed miffed. up by that. Yeah, exactly that, that's the yeah. word
2: miffed. Well, I was because yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna get the Andy Robertson nominee mm-hmm. card. I think he's got one more pace, but one less defending. It is, it's, it's the exact same card as his inform. Yeah. Like mm. the exact. And you are yeah, just yeah. like, oh mate, come on! And then the and then also the informs now like loads cheaper. So you're like, ugh. Yeah, yeah. But That's then the you inform. go back to argue we're making if you we just said that Andy Robertson, team of the year nominee card looks sexy as hell (laughs) so if you're playing it to have a cool looking team then maybe it's a fun thing for you to do very few people will be able to afford his team of the year so why not get that instead Mm. i think the issue as well is that
3: you know it does it renders so many of the the inform cards and the, the sort of the first upgrades from the base card it just it renders them pretty much useless now because you've got these these blue cards that have come out with just plus ones on the on the uh base gold version and you know that's effectively an inform upgrade this year um so you've got players like Robertson uh, that have that inform card and they've had their values just slashed in in half pretty much or at least they've been uh, reduced a lot because of this this new better looking card that has roughly the same stats so it's you know it's Really hurt the market this week, and I think it's as I said, a lot of people are getting kind of upset by it because I think you know, especially around the Futmus promotion as well. This is usually a, a promotion where you know EA go slightly heavier on the SBC content rather than the pack content, but this year they've thrown mm. fifty-five very good players into packs um with a very nice card design, and it it does look to most people as just a sort of a bit of a cash grab yeah
1: it's kind of interesting it's like one of the things that yeah gets criticized for is sort of not being generous almost and you you understand when people are so annoyed about the pricing of spcs around footmas which is meant to be you know a time of giving um and they're not really giving much and then you look at the uh well actually the objective cards are kind of giving but i mean they take time to complete also you know black friday we had obviously and despite literally everywhere else giving you a discount ea yeah, don't give any discounts so mm-hmm. they don't help themselves in what they do and, and you kind of think well why don't you just throw the dog a bone you know every now and again because it's going to make them more popular amongst the hardcore community but for some reason that doesn't happen and i mean you've got i mean as i always say the community on twitter is a, a microcosm a kind of point something percent of the fifa community mm-hmm. so you know yeah you don't have to please those people but
2: it Twitter is not good for gauging the FIFA community on the whole or the outcome of elections. (laughs) Neither of those things. If you lived your life purely on Twitter, you'd think that Jeremy Corbyn won the election and that uh, FIFA was the worst game ever made.
1: And pretty much every celebrity over the age of 80 was dead.
2: Yeah, basically.
1: And, you know, sandwich Prime asked... It's not necessarily a question for you guys, but I would like a game changer or someone in the community with some clout to message that new Twitter feedback account, EA yeah, Feedback Direct, that's been set up, and start really trying to get an answer as to what goes on, creating an SBC, choosing the players, what just determines the requirements and price, and I think that is something that everyone would really like to know. And talking about game changers getting in contact, well, there is a dedicated feedback platform, should we say, for uh, game changers to ask questions and. There have been a lot of questions and feedback about SBCs recently, so it is well—it is definitely in front of EA's nose, and it's just whether they decide to do anything about it. And of course, you've got to bear in mind that they plan these things ahead, so we don't—we won't know whether they're able to kind of implement people's feedback very quickly on this. So uh, we can only cross our fingers. Moose 1991 asks. Matt, and this is going to be a very crystal ball question. <laughs> Thoughts on Team of the Year nominee players being good investments for requirements for the Team of the Year SBCs? I don't exactly remember what we got last year, but I do remember there was the Bale SBC.
3: I, I'd i personally say probably not. You know, there's only 55 cards available. I know it sounds like quite a lot, but obviously a lot of them are the, the higher end cards. You know, the, the Messi's name, and Mbappe's, those kind of things. Um, so I think it would put quite a large strain on the sort of like the cheaper cards if they were included in SBC requirements I think as well with EA sort of trying to avoid the uh, the specific requirements and you know uh, specific card type requirements as well I think they'd, they'd maybe just look at sort of like general high rated squads you know maybe the odd um, you know special card here and there but I wouldn't say it'd be sort of specific special card requirements
1: and then DJ FIFA player, regular questioner on the pod, asked, do we think people will vote for Team of the Year based on real-world performances or based on getting a shiny, shiny new item in foot? I.e. does Neymar will get in the Team of the Year, even though he's been injured or suspended for most of 2019, and should he even have been nominated? And he also says, who are you guys voting for? Well, let's take the first thing first. Do you think people are going to base in I think people are going to baste Ian.
2: Uh, I'd be well up for that. If you want to see me being based, <laughs> Twitch be TV <laughs> forward slash Ian Sterling. I get based for most days.
1: That's an IRL stream to,
2: to look forward yeah. to. Why well, not? I think um, actually, what happens is I think I've turned my stream off. <laughs> that's when the based begins. Well, anyway, his original question is basically: Do
1: you think people are going to be voting based on the players they want to see, or are people going to vote on real life performances? What's your guess? We're well, we going to I see think, Neymar, I guess.
2: <laughs> I think it's a hundred percent got to be who you want to see in Fa.
1: i guess that is ultimately what happens yeah
2: (laughs) yeah it's a computer game and you want to get the the, There's twofold in this argument one it's a computer game so you want the players that you want in Mm. the game right like i'd like to see roberto firmino so i might Mm -hmm. mean i probably won't vote for him because i don't think he'd get enough votes but if i thought he could win i'd vote for him because I want him in, as a team of the year. Do you know what I mean? It's loads of fun to use. And the second reason is, I don't watch any other football, really, outside Champions League and Premiership. Well, and the SPL, mm. but unfortunately, Deutsch hasn't been nominated for the Attackers and <laughs> Team of the Year this year, so I'm just going to have to accept that. But jokes aside, I don't watch anything other than the Prem and the Champions League, so it's probably not fair that I go, oh Lewandowski, what a season he's had. How do I know that? Because he got a Player of the Month. That's how I know he's had a good season. You know I don't know I don't know how the other players play, so all I can go on is what I want to see in the game.
1: I think that makes sense. i I would be pretty likely to do that as well because like you, I only watch Premier League and the Champions League. I think that's pretty much the case for most people, which means that this is going to be heavily skewed, I think towards the Premier League which like is nobody the even
2: if you league. watch even if you watch a few leagues, nobody who is mm. not from the Netherlands could honestly hand on the heart say how ZH or Tadic have played this year yeah
1: and even then you'd have to watch all the other leagues and every other player in that team yeah in order to know whether they have been good enough and how do you even compare that they did well in the Champions League so there's an argument that they could um, be deserved based on that but even then like I, I mean I don't have like my eye on like the many different games that go on in the Champions League every year yeah even though I watch almost every round so it's a very difficult thing to kind of ask people to do accurately. And basically, I'm just going to go through and vote for the players that I think I might do some based on whether they deserve the card, or, but mostly I'll be doing it based on whether they I want them in the game. And I think, I don't know, I think maybe that's kind of cheeky, but I think it is a game after all.
2: But also before when we didn't have a vote, it was a bit of a popularity contest anyway.
1: Yeah, the it's true.
2: You saw like, the amount of times you saw like... Busquets pop up or like you know or Tony Cruz after like a fairly half decent yeah. season keeping like Kante out I think that was was that like the, the, two years ago yeah because like that this, was
1: back when it was actually voted by you players. know captains and people like that you know in, in the actual world of football and they, they got it wrong quite a yeah, lot yeah
2: Ka- well Kante I mean, it was it was two years ago, wasn't it Kante didn't make it a team of the year yeah yeah so yeah either way you're going to get robbed I, I'd rather if someone got robbed but I got Roberto Firmino in my team as a team of the year
1: right. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah Matt what are your thoughts
3: yeah I, I pretty much agree with everything that said I think you know, the whole point of this fan vote is to give us who we want to see. Um, I think a lot of people should vote based on who they want to see in game, not necessarily who's the most sort of deserving. I think, you know, maybe like, take it into account, obviously, you know, I don't expect people to vote for, you know, like Verratti to get a team of the year just because, you know, they're his sort of biggest fan, you know, vote for mm. who deserves it. But I think you've got to always have in the back of your mind are these players going to be, you know, a useful card to have in Ultimate Team? You know, don't just vote for someone because you know they've had the best year ever. You know, I don't. I, if Tadic gets a Team of the Year or Ziyech gets a Team of the Year, I'm not going to use that card. You know, I'd be mm. much more likely to use someone like a, a Kevin De Bruyne. Maybe doesn't deserve it as much at least fit into my team and they're going to be a top tier card so i hope people vote based on who's going to be good in fifa
1: (laughs) i feel like a lot of people are going to be a little bit unhappy about us suggesting that people don't vote based on the best player of the year but i I think the thing is their nominees most of them deserve recognition and a team of the year card so ultimately you know you can't go too wrong with your selection and the only thing i would say on whether some players are or aren't going to be usable. I'd look at things like weak foot, skill moves, etc. rather than necessarily stats because obviously these players will get massive boosts. So someone like Zirk, he's two-star weak foot so you might not want someone like him to get a team of the year. Whereas, but a player who's held back by a certain stat, let's say for example, Delict might actually be a player who wants to get a boost is actually really usable. So you might want to think about things like that let me, let me ask uh, this question then. HBO asks, this one's for Matt. Given the massive amount of content we will get over the next month, including the addition of Prime Icons, would it be safe to assume the majority of mid-icons will continue to depreciate in value?
3: Um, I think we, we answered this, like a similar question, on a few pods back. Um, yeah, we did actually do it. yeah. For me, it depends heavily on the, on the Prime Icon pricing. We know mm. they're going to be sort of the, the best Icon cards they're going to get. Until sort of, I think it's what March time we get the, the moments cards. Um, I think
1: it's February, actually.
3: Is it February? So, yeah, these are going to be the best icon cards we're going to see for a good few months. And, you know, you've got to understand they're going to be very, very rare people to pack, you know, the like the, the Prime Hullets, Prime R9s, Prime Eusebios. They're going to be very, very, very rare. And when you factor in as well, you know, you've got a lot of pro players this year, even non pro players that are going to want to get these guys in their team they're going to be ridiculously expensive for, I'd say, at least the first two, mm. three, four weeks. So doubt, yeah. I think what you'll find is on some of these sort of middle cards, you might actually find that they'll actually rebound quite nicely. You know, people will be, you know, hoping to get the Prime Icons in their team. They'll realize they're, they're very, very expensive. So they'll probably go to the next best version. The fact that someone like a, a middle Hullet Is you know he's down a good sort of twenty to thirty percent. You might find he he comes back up quite nicely when people see that Prime Hullet is you know nine to ten million coins. People will probably end up going to the the sort of the next best version.
1: And uh, this is an interesting question because something hadn't really occurred to me, and I I wouldn't sort of follow this school of thought if you like, but. understand that some people might think about things like this Um, in fact Ian is this your old account sterling sheep 81 that's
2: me guilty
1: is that your your year of birth as well
2: you cheeky no (laughs) 89 (laughs) this is what a young Scottish man looks like not not that young anymore sadly so yeah he asks given how
1: expensive the SBCs have been for Footmas so far are we best holding off and opening weekend league and rival rewards around team of the year time Matt
3: You certainly can do. I think at the moment, you know, the way FUTMUS is going, the SBCs are are very overpriced. The player selection isn't necessarily the best, so... I don't think people sort of urgently, if you will. Um, So if you wanted to hold off uh, on opening all your packs, you know, save them for Team of the Year, do a nice little Team of the Year pack opening uh, with with save reward packs um, for a chance to pack uh, pack one of the Blues, certainly a good way to go. Uh, And obviously, if you do that, uh, you don't have to spend FIFA points at Team of the Year, which is uh, something that I'm trying to do.
1: I kind of think, well, what are your chances of packing anything good around Team of the Year? pretty slim right now the nominees are in packs and actually if you look at the pack percentage it's actually not that bad your chance of packing one's probably much higher than a team of the year player and if you come across a footmas SBC you actually want to complete which i think you probably will because we're only a couple of days in and i've completed two so far i mean you know i'm not saying that everyone else is going to be in exactly the same situation as me but if you see a decent SBC, then open up your packs and you can put the fodder into the SBC let's move on briefly to bronze pack method cordless hawk asks about that we discussed league spcs in the icon podcast if you haven't listened to the icon podcast if you're a patron please do because it's uh, a lot of informative stuff in there one of the things we discuss is the league spc method uh, how bronze packs feed into that and this question is basically are bronze packs worth putting in the time for someone who isn't buying thief points and what is the most efficient method of doing it matt i mean bronze packs are basically a sort of no-brainer if you're just Trying to generate coins and have a bit of time, right?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think they're they're a great way to go if you're sort of trying to grind up the coin totals and sort of increase, you know, what you've got in the club. Um, you yeah, it's it's great. Stick on the the Fat Weekly podcast in the background. You know, just start start ripping open the bronze packs, uh, yeah, yeah, keeping great. all the things from mm-hmm. the SBCS if you want. If you want to make coins, you can sell them. But yeah, it's it's a it's a nice easy way to to make coins. You know, you can store all the the uh, sort of fodder in your club, if you like, all the, the sort of discard bronzes, get them through the, the silver upgrade to try and get some silvers for League SBCs to complete them for cheaper. Um, yeah, it's a great way to go if you've got the time to open them. Yeah, as you say, I think
1: if you've got the time, it's a bit of a no-brainer. Ian, I know you wanted to talk about camera settings.
2: Oh, yes, please. I get this quite a lot when I play because I adjust, we were talking about this in the past that I adjusted my camera settings on a... Fuck weekly podcast suggestion. Yeah, I
1: think that'd be the co-op camera. I remember thinking that was the best last year.
2: I'm in a game just now, click just randomly clicking about to see what it. Because it, yeah. if someone's new into my stream, it's literally one of the first things they they have, they ask really. Because mm. I didn't think because I think I sort of forgot that I'd done it. If you know what I mean, and just assumed this is like yeah, the yeah. default camera setting that everyone uses, but it's not. But it's really so good.
1: I was using co-op and I think it's really good if you're not big on dribbling, right? Because it gives you All really right. good wide field, so you can see the passes really well, and you can get that kind of you know link up play together. You can switch the play really easily. What I realise is because for myself, especially this year, where tackling is a bit is a bit stronger than past years, I'd say. Certainly, initially, it was much harder to dribble players and it's just been a, a kind of thing that you, you've needed to get used to or I found more difficult to get used to than past years I actually went for telebroadcast instead mm. um, so you're a bit closer to the pitch especially when you get around the penalty areas it just allows you that bit more I guess detail on the pitch so you The can one thing with player selection being a
2: bit tricky in this game the reason mm. the co-op's quite good is you get a really good because sometimes on telebroadcast I find I don't know where my second I can't even see where my second player is mm. Do you, know what I'm, mm. do you know what I mean? I'm like, who am I even selecting? Whereas yeah. when you've got the full pitch, you can really see who your second player is. But with the wider view, it's funny you say about dribbling, what I found this year, because there's not necessarily an out, like an out-and-out out meta sco- uh, way of scoring. Mm. Like I'm talking like, you know, sort of like back and forth, sort of like low driven across ball or then finesse near, near post. It's, it all sort of works. I've actually found scoring quite difficult this year. And that mm. could be down to the fact that I've not got my set way of doing it, so you need to decide where the keeper's are, where your body's positioned, all this sort of stuff. And I can't yep. really tell on this sort of wider camera angle.
1: Oh, I actually think that my game did improve when I switched to telebroadcast. I, I felt right, like it made it a go. positive difference. So maybe maybe give that a go. Matt, what camera are you using?
3: I believe I use uh, telebroadcast as well. Um, oh, okay. I have yeah. it a little more zoomed in just because i i like sort of like the the shorter passing tiki tacker, so i i like having it a bit more zoomed in so i can just see the passes like see my players a little more clearly mm-hmm. um, so i can just sort of bounce passes off one another the only downside is you know if you're looking to sort of switch the play a lot you have to rely a little bit more on the on the mini map uh, to see where your players are across the pitch rather than you know just being able to look up and and see them with a more zoomed out camera whoa
2: mm. i've just i've just just in game i'm like i said i'm just like messing about on a game just to see what the camera's like Telebroadcast. broadcast i sort of thought camera angles didn't really matter it's a huge difference mm. like it really is massive yeah.
1: so yeah that's something i'd recommend it's one of those things that i've been meaning to bring up on a podcast for a while it just never came up and then ian mentioned it before we started recording and i was like oh let's uh, let's cover that so yeah i, I would recommend a switch to tele broadcast if you've been using co-op but um, also, and, uh, if
2: you're like a big fan of like if you, for I mean, let's not encourage people to do this. But if you're like a one depth drop back sort of <laughs> character, like,
0: <laughs>
2: co-op would be really good. Yeah, to yeah, see it's true. Your defenders yeah, yeah.
1: Are. that's a good point, and also the way the ball out is is going yeah, to get.
2: exactly. Fast build up, you'll know where your one striker you've got and stay forward is.
1: One thing I've realised having playing tele broadcasts is I'm having I've had to use my radar much more. I would yeah, just, I'm just
2: like, like I'm just in like, I'm in just now playing about, and it is crazy until you get mm. into the sort of final third. You don't actually know where your attackers are.
1: It's, it's worth a go anyway. Uh, give it a go and like uh, squad battles game, so you can pause it, or whatever, and, and see how how you like and the I kind of zoom as well. I people
2: have never thought about cameras because I would have been like, it doesn't even make a difference because I've just been using that mm. co-op for so long. But it's mad. It actually does look completely mm. different.
1: We can also mess about with some some of the other very funky camera angles. Oh yeah, there's
2: that there's that like pro one where he's like when <laughs> yeah, in the training first bit, person. Why anyone using that's beyond me.
1: And mm, actually, talking about little tips that can help people out, the Foot Weekly Patron Discord server is full of them and available to all Gold Plus patrons. There really is a fantastic and positive community in there, one which I have not seen elsewhere in the world of FIFA Ultimate Team, to be honest. So if you're not just interested in getting bonus podcasts and would also like to join a fantastic community then i'll look forward to welcoming you over there as well you can sign up at bit.ly slash more pod bit.ly slash right in apart from footmas what are your plans over christmas
2: back home see my family and then chill out maybe try and get a weekend league in because it's always quite quiet I got gold one nope. the first time i ever played weekend league over christmas time back in the day
1: not long till you might have to be going home to a foreign country eh mate you never know I might have to get my passport (laughs) Who knows But hey uh, Always welcome on the Foot Weekly pod
2: Anytime man Thanks for having me Big fan No
1: it's great And where can people Catch your Wonderful streams
2: I stream on Twitch Where I can Mm -hmm. Twitch.tv Forward slash Ian Sterling I-A-I-N-S-T-I-R-L-I-N-G
1: So you haven't You haven't got a mixer deal yet No I
2: turned (laughs) I I turned it down In that The offer wasn't good enough In that it didn't exist
1: (laughs) And Matt Thank you as well for coming along as always. Thanks for your insight. Pleasure as always, Ben. And Matt is, of course, Matt Foot Trading Everywhere. I'm at Foot Weekly, Ben. This has been at Foot Weekly Pod. And so, finally, a big thanks to you all patrons, Foothead, and those icon patrons Chris v, Legendary Fig, Lomda, Shane W, Dave B, Hunter B, Martin M, Chris W, Matt L, Anthony R, also ran, DJ FIFA player, Gabe N, Tom B, Cody R, Christopher L, Yannick H, Stephen F, Andrew L M, Craig M, Nick Jack M, Christopher R, Mohammed FC, Tenacious C, Jonathan P, Alistair, Paul, Dominic, Rob P, Jason BD, Adam W, Pobius, Jeff B, Andrew T, Roger D, Dan W, Matt H, Alan M, Savage P, At Pace of a Tortoise, and Sam M G. Thanks once again to those icons And I'll catch you on the next Foot Weekly podcast very soon.
2: See you later, everyone.
0: At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more, so you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today, because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky?